your state, your team, your show. This is Sports Nightly. The triangle set to the top of the pattern. Now Spielman in motion to the near side. Rolling right is McCaffrey. Throws it toward the end zone. Wide open is Noah. Makes a catch. And it is a touchdown. Nebraska. Now let's check the pulse of Husker Nation with your hosts, Greg Sharp and Nate Rohr. We are here. Not for long. But we're here. One hour is all you have to put up with the two of us tonight. That, that's right. I mean, tonight, it's it's not a marathon. No, it's a sprint. It is a sprint. Yes. You're right. Um, maybe not a 100. We have some of those, 400. right? It's a 400. It's yeah, because it's a full lap. Right. Yeah. But not... No more than that. Right. But not the 45-minute shows that we occasionally get either. What could you... How quickly could you cover a quarter mile? Whew. Day and a half? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. I've got a little more faith in my athleticism. Two minutes? Mm, uh, I could do two. I, I think I could do two minutes. I hope I could do two minutes. I'm not sure I want to even try. Yeah, that, that's, that's just it. It's like, it's been a while since I've been up top speed there, Greg. Yeah, no doubt. Hammy, <laughs> there goes a the hammy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, there might be some explosions in, in the leg muscles right. during that. I might be able to do it in two minutes. It would take me two weeks to get over that. Right. But, uh, yeah, one hour of us tonight because we have Husker basketball tipping off at 8 o'clock. The Big Red at PBA tonight to take on the Ohio State Buckeyes who are in the midst of this Big Ten race, a team that's had a really interesting year where Ohio State in December elevated themselves into the top five in the country. Then they really hit the skids in January where they fell off a cliff. They've kind of pieced it back together. Um, and are certainly an NCAA tournament team at this point in time. Uh, but it has been an up and down year like the, like the stock market for the Ohio State Buckeyes. So that's who Nebraska will tangle with tonight. We're going to check in with Kent Pavelka out at Pinnacle Bank Arena in a little bit, get his thoughts about this matchup tonight. But we're going to start with Husker football. And the, Tim had it in the ticker for us. The news of the day is about the place-kicking job for Nebraska. As earlier today, the Omaha World-Herald broke the story that Barrett Pickering, no longer a member of the Husker football team, um, he has told Nicole Griffith from 1011 News that he is leaving for health reasons. Barrett had a bad hip injury last year that kept him out of most of the season. He got back in late October. Uh, his first action of the year was that home game with Indiana. He kicked against Indiana, Purdue, and Wisconsin, then got hurt in the Wisconsin game, and that was that was it for the year for him. He ended up uh, not being able to, to kick anymore. So he is leaving for health reasons, going to stay at school. He's halfway through his degree, going to stay at Nebraska, but it's not – Kick footballs anymore, I guess. And disappointing news. And we were all, I think, a little worried that this was a possibility for him. It didn't seem like he had the same strength in that leg, the same juice that he had. But the tough part is, is kickers are tough to find. And before he got hurt, he was looking like he was going to fall right in line with, with the Browns and everybody else, Alex Henry, as a reliable kicker. And, and, he kicked Nebraska to that Michigan State win. And so he looked poised to be a, to answer that question for four years. Who's going to kick for Nebraska? And now instead, between the Pickering news and also the Matt Waldock news, you're back to where you were 
late September of last year where you just have no idea who the kicker is. Obviously, there are a couple of choices, but th- there's just no definition. There's no clarity as to who is going to kick because your most experienced guy just walked out the door and arguably your best other option and certainly the most experienced option out of the other guys hung him up too. So it just big time questions uh, at the kicker position. And I think we've got one of the spots that people are really going to be watching during the, the spring game. Yeah. I mean, Barrett Pickering finished his freshman year making his last 10 field goals. Mm-hmm. And then last year with the limited time after the injury that he had occurred to him in August, he went three for five. It's not, it's not nothing to write home about, but it's also three of five. And he didn't, I think he was 10 for 10 on point after mm-hmm. tries. So he didn't miss any of those. So, um, and then Matt Waldock, who Nebraska plucked off the men's soccer club here at <laughs> UNL, came in and did a really nice job. He made some kicks for Nebraska, particularly in the Maryland game and, and the Iowa game. But he's decided, hey, I just want to play club soccer and be a student. I don't want to put in the time and effort. And, and it's a big commitment to be sure. a part of a Division One high major football program. So I, I'm not blaming Matt Waldock. He kind of – answered the call last year when the the flags being put up at the stadium like we need help he he showed up so thank goodness that he did last year but he's decided to leave so this this falls it back to chase Contreras, who was an all-american at iowa western last year the nebraska committed to nebraska uh during this offseason he's going to walk on to the program grew up a big husker fan um is a guy that i think is excited and certainly right now would be the lead candidate to be that kicker for nebraska um, and you certainly hope that that he's able up to the task, but he certainly had a good junior college career in Iowa Western. And you feel like that can translate pretty well to the to the college game, but it's still a step up. I mean, we've seen it with so many players, junior college versus big time college, you know, and and trying to play at a four year school and trying to adapt your game to the higher level of competition and knowing that ball's got to be out of there. It's got to be up on a higher trajectory quicker and everything else and all the pressure and all the focus that he's going to have that he hasn't even sipped yet in in his athletic career. I mean, you know, you're going to have, they've sold 59,000 tickets for the first time they can watch you practice in public. I mean, did (laughs) did 59,000 fans attend his entire career at Iowa Western and so it's a whole different ball game for him. And, and so it's a, a big question. How quick can he settle into this level? And boy, he'd better because your other two options are, are freshmen. Right. And, and so you're as exposed, you're as thin, you're as worried this year, I think, as you were toward the, you know, in, in the middle part of last year waiting for Barrett Pickering to come back. Because there's just nobody that's done this at this level. And, I mean, nobody that's even been around for very long. I mean, Gabe Hines has been around for a year, but that's it. Yeah. Chase uh, went to Missouri Valley. That's mm-hmm. where he grew up. So he grew up a Husker fan. So he's gotten a, he wants to be a Husker. It's, it's important to him, and I, and I like that. I like sure. the fact that 
you've grown up this this program means something to you that to me i think is is, is nice at iowa western he was 15 of 18 in field goals love that number 44 46 in pats that's fine and like you said he certainly now has kind of the at least that's the guy that you would lean toward as the the guy to beat for this job we'll certainly learn more about that as we go through spring practice for the Cornhuskers. but it's you know you're going into year three and for this staff, and this staff now knows how competitive this league is and how many games are going to be tight and how many games may be decided by a made or missed kick one way or the other. We had a couple of them last year, that that's what was the determining factor. So for Chase or whoever ends up winning this job, there's instantly pressure on you. No question about it. And in a year that's very important for Nebraska football, I mean, this it's been three years, three straight years of, of losing football, three straight years out of a bowl game. And the last thing you want is a game to come down to a guy's kick against Purdue or, you know, in some of the easier conference games and, and not have it made. And, and that's happened to this team a couple of times. And, you know, we're not even talking about kickoffs right now where Nebraska was very susceptible and, and where there are huge questions. So you've not only got a lot of pressure on whoever this guy is, but you also have a lot of workload. You, you know, in theory, you could have one guy kicking field goals and extra points and the other one kicking off and another one punting. But that means all three guys right now who are on the roster will be engaged in some way in an important way in your special teams, which were a real weakness last year. So it, it's it, Nebraska's frighteningly thin at kicker. I think it's just fair to say as you look at it with the total lack of experience of the guys who are on the roster and, and, and where two of them are freshmen, so just nothing there. And, and they've not done anything yet at this level. And it, it, it's, it's a worrisome position. No sure doubt. is, because – I think we anticipate 2020 being just like the last couple of years where a lot of games are decided by one score or less and the make or miss of a kick is going to be big. So that, that's the story of the day. And it's a big one. I mean, Merrick Kickering was a guy that we sat here last summer when we did our position breakdowns. We felt really good about the Oscar special teams, primarily because Barrett Pickering was coming off a year where he made ten of his made ten straight field goals to end his freshman year. You had no doubt that field goal wise, we would be okay. Yeah. That, that Nebraska would be fine, uh, and you know everything, it, all the kickoffs, the field goals, the punting—that's all up in the air right now. Sure is. Yeah, we, I mean, we haven't even we didn't the, even touch it. the punting. Yeah. yeah, Isaac Armstrong's gone. You, you know that—that's certainly a, a question mark. These are all going to be things that are certainly going to get a lot of attention in the next two months as the Oscars start spring practice on March the 9th. Let's pivot back. Huskers will take the court here in about an hour against the Ohio State Buckeyes. The good news, Cam Mack did practice yesterday, is expected to play tonight after missing Monday's game against Illinois because of the flu bug. But maybe even more big relevant is that Ohio State's down a couple of bodies. They've reported that Kyle Young, who's got a bad ankle, is not going to play tonight. And Alonzo Gaffney, who has had some of that stomach bug, also not even in town for this game tonight. So Chris Holtman's bench a little bit shorter for tonight's game. They were without Luther Muhammad uh, in the first, first matchup game. between these two teams. So Ohio State's used to playing the Huskers a man down or two, but every little bit helps. And, you know, this team has continued to play hard. This team has continued to put out good effort. 
uh, even though, I mean, this is as bad a streak as Nebraska has ever had in men's basketball, but they're putting forth good effort. They're getting good improvement, especially in the post. And, and so maybe one of these days it all adds up for this team, and, and especially where they're down to their last couple of home games, it adds up for them to knock off somebody good uh, or just knock off somebody, as might be the case on senior day against Northwestern. But, uh, you know, it's still a big ask for this team to win in the Big Ten Conference. There, there are still big questions. You talk about Cam Mack practicing, and he's expect, uh, expected to play. How much are you getting out of him? How, how, right. how much yeah. gas does he have in the tank after getting over the bug that had really beset him? Uh, so it's you, you almost feel like those even out, right? Like their their two departures versus Cam Mack probably not being a hundred percent. That probably six and one half dozen the other. But you just hope getting a lift at home, playing hard, just the law of averages coming through for you. It pushes Nebraska to a win tonight that I think would shock everybody in this league. Yeah. Welcome back, Sports Highly. For just another half hour, we're going to hand it off to Ken Pavelka, Jake Muehlheisen for Husker basketball tonight. It's a big red play at Pinnacle Bank Arena against the Ohio State Buckeyes, and we're going to head out now to the arena. Ken Pavelka getting all set up and ready to roll. Hello, hello, KP. How are you? Greg, I'm doing well. I uh, kind of was halfway expecting uh, you to be on the road for baseball, but you're taking the weekend off, huh? Yeah, three in a row is too tough on this old man, particularly with this show every night. <laughs> so uh, let the kids have this one. They can have some fun with 12th-ranked Arizona State starting tomorrow night. Yeah. Uh, we had a caller before the break wanting to know about um, why should they still have hope for this basketball program. And you've seen an awful lot of Husker basketball in your days, and I know even the other night there were people taking shots at Husker basketball. What have you seen from this season? Have you seen improvement from this team? And I know it's a foundational year for Fred Hoiberg and Doc Satter and that staff. Take us through what you've seen over the last three months from this program. Well, I guess my response would be hopes for this team versus hopes for the program are are two different things. I have tremendous hopes for the program. I mean, the season is – has been uh, disastrous, but we expected something on the order of, of, of what reality is. Uh, you know, maybe they could have won four or five more games. What's the difference really between seven, eight wins and a dozen wins? Uh, but as far as uh, development is concerned, one, within the context of this season, I submit to you that this is hardly the team that lost by 19 points to UC, whoever it was, on the 5th of November. Um, I mean, if you're here every game like we are and watch it as as intensely as we do, I mean, there's no question this is a way better team. It's developed in terms of, um, you know, doing what they're supposed to do, playing like they're like, you know, like they're coached, um, but they've not won games. Um, But then the other thing is, is is what's coming. and, and I submit to you that probably most people who are most critical have no idea what's coming as far as the red shirts on the bench this year and the players that have committed and that will be here next year. Uh, so I think it's going to be – I think there's um, – they're going to be way, way better next year. And, and I think that that will translate into being, you know, pretty close to on par with uh, – you know, at worst the middle of the pack in the Big Ten talent-wise. That's exciting. As I watch them, and I'm, I'm from afar, I, I see 
a team still giving really good effort. I was so impressed the other night without Cam Mack on the road against an Illinois team that is a tournament team that, that the Huskers didn't back down. In fact, I thought Ivan maybe played his best game of the year against a couple of big bodies for the Illini inside. I, to me, And that, to me, speaks pretty highly of the coaching and the character of the guys in the program that even though they only have seven wins, they're still fighting away. How did you view it? I, I agree entirely about Ivan in the last uh, two, three weeks. I think the game has slowed down for him. You know, he went through a, a midseason spell where um, – he wasn't productive at all, but he's come back and and you know he he gave Kofi Coburn everything he wanted on on Monday night. Um, I, I, the thing that I have observed about these players in relation in in terms of how they uh, have continued to pay is, is they have continued to pay real close attention. I, I think they like being coached by Fred Hoiberg. I think that they highly respect what he is teaching them. And you, you see it in, in uh, shoot-arounds before games. You see it in practices. They listen to him. I mean, they know that he makes sense and that what he wants them to do is going to give them a chance. And so, uh, you know, I don't think you can, you can, uh, you know, that's that, that that's huge. They, they like they like their coach. And so, um, yeah, I, they're playing hard and they're playing. Um, the way that they're playing because they they know it produces dividends. Now, they end up on the short end of the scoreboard by a sizable margin, yes, in some cases. But they, you know, don't ever forget they played that Maryland team to, you know, the last shot of the game. They, you know, I mean, you can name a half dozen games where they've really, really been pretty good this year, even though they haven't won. Yeah, I would add the Rutgers game. I thought you had that thing yes. won. And yes. both, both on the road. How's, how's Coach Hoiberg? holding up he seems like such a calm guy at some some point you kind of feel like is there any emotion out of him how, how is he handling this and, and maybe he expected it so maybe he he kind of went into it knowing it might be a tough year i i love him i i i think he you know he reminds me a lot of uh, coach osborne in terms of you know his um maybe coach osborne with a smile you know <laughs> how about that for a comparison um <laughs> But you know, you know, he he's unflappable in terms of his sideline demeanor, just like Coach was. Um, but I, you know, I've been around him a lot, and I, I he knows what's, you know, he he knows that um, he's got players coming, and, and I think that he's, um, I think he's very confident about the future. Let me put it that way. Yeah, Campavelka with us. He's courtside, getting ready to broadcast tonight's Huskers matchup against the Ohio State Buckeyes. What's the update on Cam? Can we expect Cam to play in this game tonight? He will. He uh, practiced yesterday, and he went through shoot-around, so he's a go. And so, uh, you know, he missed the game against Illinois, and uh, and and you could tell that affected him. You know, yeah. the guy's trying to play his role, and sometimes they didn't know who was supposed to be playing his role at a given moment. So um, he'll, he'll give them an opportunity tonight, I think, to compete against Ohio State way better than they did uh, in the middle of January. All right, you've seen the Buckeyes for the fans who are – Driving in the arena right now, maybe parking their cars. What can they expect? What should they be looking for with Ohio State's team? Well, if you didn't see Ohio State beat Maryland in Columbus on Sunday, you missed maybe, uh, notwithstanding Maryland's win last night at Minnesota. I, Sunday's they 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 may have. 
played the best game of any team in the in the conference in that win over Maryland on Sunday. So that does not bode well. I mean, they're playing really, really well. They started 11 and one. They were ranked second in the country. They hit a rough patch, lost six of seven, including four in a row. Their only win in those seven games was against Nebraska. But they've come back and they've won six of their last eight, including that seven point win over Maryland Sunday. So they're they're really, really playing well. They have to win this game. They're eight and eight in the conference. They don't want to lose this one um, in terms of how they'll be seated in the conference tournament or in the NCAA tournament. So unfortunately, they, you know, it's a, another team. They will not come in here and the Huskers uh, will, you know, uh, you know, you don't see this on the road very often, but sometimes the team will be looking past another team. And Ohio State will not be looking past Nebraska tonight. Still uh, have the Wesson be. boys, don't they? Those guys have been in the league for like 20 years. <laughs> yeah, Caleb is the little brother. He's 6'9", 270. <laughs> Big brother Andre, 6'6", uh, 220 pounds. Um, yeah, they're, Caleb Wesson is... Um, you know, 1,100 points, 500-plus rebounds, Mr. Basketball, State of Ohio. He's the real deal inside. It'll be a tough night for, for Ivan Wedrago tonight defensively. All right, KP, we appreciate it. Have a great call. Is Jake there yet, or does he, is he like Davis and just kind of roll in right around start at the start of the broadcast? You know, he kind of – I think he's been having lunch with Matt and taking notes. Yeah. Because it's Dang kind it. of a trend. Such a bad <laughs> well, influence. You're, you're, yeah, I know. Well, you and I, only you and I know about it, right? You live it every every Saturday. We'll come back at halftime of football games, and he's nowhere to be found. Nowhere. <laughs> I know you're shocked I'll never by that. forget. I think it was at Ohio State where the Huskers were getting beat pretty soundly, and I looked over my shoulder, and he's eating nachos in the middle of the broadcast. Well, I was so. going to ask you, is there truth to the rumor that he will sometime, when he was with you, he would leave and go get – something to snack on at the concession stand during the game is that true you know i don't i won't i don't i don't think that's true but he was he was dipping his nachos in the in the, <laughs> in the cheese as we were broadcasting so uh, that's a beautiful thing well have a great call tonight uh, looking forward to hearing you and jake all right, Greg. Thanks, man. You bet. Ken Pavelka out there at Pinnacle Bank Arena. Join us, giving us the lowdown of the Huskers matchup tonight with the Buckeyes.